Hello. This week's story is a story about resilience. It's a story about not giving a hoot what other people think. It's a story about doing your best. It's a story about a play. It's a story about the first play that I ever wrote. It's called Thickest Thieves. And it's the journey that that play went on from nothingness to greatness. And last week, I was lucky enough to go to London Town and meet my old friend, Daniel Hoffman Gill. And this is us, we're in a pub, so the quality of the recording sometimes is a bit rubbish. But bear with it, because the story's nice and... If you want to do something in your life, this is maybe a story that will help you do that and persevere and keep pushing up that hill. I mean, if you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. And this week, you've got Dan and I. Hope you enjoy. Covent Garden, aren't we, Dan? No, we're not. We're, oh, no. No, Covent Garden, we're in Carnaby no, Street. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> Carnaby Street. This is Daniel Hoffman Gill. He's a legend in his own lifetime. He, um, anyway, well, well, we'll tell you about, we'll tell you as we go. What, what we're talking about today, we're talking about a play what I wrote. I, I Very good. And if, and if I start the story, because I suppose I wrote Because you are the start of the story, yeah. Yeah. Well, the start of the story is there was a playwriting competition in uh, Nottingham. And they wanted a 20-minute play. And originally, I think it was called True Story, wasn't it? Didn't yeah. Because was it called True Story? Yeah, True Story. Anyway, I wrote this story, and it was it was set in my living room in Netherfield, Nottingham. And it was about two burglars that break in. My sister told me this story about her finding a dead body. And I thought, oh, that's a really good story. So two burglars break in, and they find this dead body. And that was really the story. And I applied, I put, I put in put the story in I didn't even get top 10 I didn't even I wasn't even <laughs> listed as top you know I mean they had the 10 best plays mm. and Thickest Thieves or True Stories it was then wasn't mm. even there and, and I'm one of them people Dan that just goes do you know what fuck you honestly fuck you yep. do you know what I mean if you're not going to have it I'm going to do it myself and that's kind of where you came in isn't it because and I don't how did you get involved then because you just left Loughborough uh, yeah I got involved because we'd already worked together on Bedders and Pike oh yes in the summer of 1997 and uh, we both lived in Neverfield and because we went to the same school we <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we stayed in touch we're about five years apart aren't we you and I a bit, more, maybe a bit more. more than that now I think, it's, I, think it's, I think it's about ten <laughs> isn't it it's about well, eight. I'm eight. 47 yeah, and I'm 39. Okay, so there You're we go. You're joking. Yeah. Shut the front door. <laughs> Shut that door. 
And I lived in Netherfield as well, which meant that you came round a lot and smoked fags in my kitchen and put the, the oh, yeah. nubs in the, yeah, in the sink. Probably, you probably got done by that. Uh, well, Mel smoked, so she didn't oh, care. Oh, yeah, that was all right, wasn't it? And then, uh, and then you shared with me this idea. So I, we live really close, so I came round to your house to read. And I've still got the script that says True Story on the front. Um, it's your house that. full of stuff. Full of shit, <laughs> yeah. 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 I know, I took bits away now and then, mainly ex-girlfriends, but um, <laughs> anything to do with real stuff that matters, I keep. And um, yeah, read it, in your, read it in your living room, uh, with Sarah Poyser there, West End star. West End star, <laughs> celebrity, Sarah Poyser, Googler. Do, <laughs> Googler. Do. And uh, we read it and it made me laugh and it was funny and it was about half an hour long and, uh, and at the time I was desperate to do, I'd stopped. I was still acting, yeah, but not your, doing any acting. What was your course at Loughborough then? You, you were... I was shit. Drama. Was it drama? Was it acting? No, or the course I wasn't like... shit. That wasn't fair. But it was a mis- I shouldn't have gone. I should have gone to drama school instead, but I was in a long-term relationship with Mel, who's got mentioned twice now, and uh, she didn't want me to go away to London, so I went to... F- in Loughborough instead. I know. So you went to this, the, the university that specialises in... In sports. Uh, sports. For arts, yeah. yeah. I had a really good time, yeah. and uh, yeah, and that, that's uh, that's. But I suppose the thicker seas is, is what it became very quickly. The change of title um, is it so, uh, it's very important to me because I think it is it is one of those it's one of those life changing moments. I agree with you. I agree totally. I it completely changed my life. It changed the way it it, it changed my life because through doing it. I became very confident in my own abilities, <laughs> and uh, and it started in wheel. It's kind of set in motion the 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 career that I have now. So, and that is because of thick as thieves. There's no there's no doubt in my mind uh, of the importance of the play and obviously of you in that process. Well, yeah, you know what? I, I I mean I've never thought of it like that, but. I was acting. I was I was doing all right, really. You were. You were doing very well. You were my you were my icon, my inspiration. Yeah, and I was. And I, and I was doing. I, I mean, I crest of away ninety seven. I left drama school, so I was on the the crest of Oasis yeah. and the Britpop and all that. Yeah. And everybody wanted to employ young. Yeah. You were working. Northern, yeah. Working you, class. You were working a lot, doing and, very and I, good things. But but it never inspired me, Danny. It no, never I could really. tell that at the time. I mean, I hated it. And and then when we came up with the idea. It never really inspired me doing what we were doing. Then when we came up with the idea of, because no one wanted to put the play on. I mean, I think I wrote loads and loads of theatres. You know. Yeah, we both we both have a similar issue. I mean, I'm obviously I wouldn't say I'm as anywhere near as much of a writer as you in any way, shape, or form. But both of us write stuff that is really good, but no, no, no one no, likes. No, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, by, by no one, I mean decision makers. Punters really like what we create. And think as Steve summed that up. I mean. You know, it always went down a storm wherever it went, but you really would struggle to and struggle to kind of pitch that show to people. But when soon as people came to see it, do you remember that first night that we did it? We did it in um, Forest Forest Street. Yeah, yeah, Netherfield. And, yeah. and we, and we, we what, what we did, we turned all the eating off, didn't we? We turned all the eating off in my mm. house. It was October. Was it October or January? It was really cold weather. It was really cold. It I was think. January because the tour yeah, was the tour. Of living rooms, we've kind of jumped a bit here, but have we? Yeah, I suppose we. I no, suppose wasn't wasn't that first though? The first performance was. Yeah, it was. Like, You're right. I suppose it's just about making clear to people listening that once we did the reading, it became clear that the, the, the it will be a site specific performance, 
and uh, we're going back now to 2001, 2002. Glad you're here with your memory. And um, so the, the first reading was late 2001 and the rehearsals and then we put it on for the first time at Forest Street in Netherfield and then the tour of people's living rooms in January, February 2002. Yeah. So we, we, were, we were a long way ahead of the loop um, about doing Hardcraft Theatre Company were a long way ahead of the loop about doing site specific yeah. populist work and um, yeah the first performance that first in the performance field was, ama- was amazing and we, and we sold 18 tickets I bought I bought 20 no 30 junior school chairs yeah it was comedy gold and and, and I think I paid 50 pence each for them yeah it was and great I, I, I had vans seeing grown ups on yeah, infants chairs <laughs> it was very funny <laughs> but the show was only 35 minutes so. it was 30, well I think it's 40 with, with laughs yeah it depends yeah. how many we got. Yeah. <laughs> and and what we did is that I turned all the heating off and left all the windows open. So when the audience and we took them down the back alley, didn't we? Yeah, I, I can remember because me and Sarah was, or Ness took them down the back alley while we were loitering in the street. So they must have been going past the dustbins and yeah. you know going smelling that dog shit and all yeah. that and just thinking what the fuck. Yeah. About? And it was free as well. It was free. Uh, and we we were inundated with people just everyone I think we did three nights didn't we initially? we did before we went on tour we did Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday and, yeah. then, and then we hashed together I, I sent an email to all the local BBC companies around the UK mm. and they kind of went oh, what's this wacky story mm. and, and read it and then, I, and then I started to get trickles of people saying come to our it's my, yeah, 40th, it's my 40th birthday why, why don't you come and play our 40th birthday so we just we just set off on this naively just really, I mean, the deal was yeah, they the got van. Yeah. We had the van. The was me, you, and Nicky G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had um, we had, we had the props. We turned up. The deal was we turned up. We did a show for you mm. at seven thirty, mm. and you put us up for the night mm. and feed us, mm. and that was the deal. Mm. And and we had no idea where we were going really. Mm. I mean, you know, I'd have a, I suppose I'd have a phone. Call. Yeah, we went to that rough neighbourhood in Leeds. Uh, and then Castle. slept at James Hooton, James Hooton's yeah. star of Emma Dale's house yes. and played FIFA. Hey. I could do yeah. <laughs> and uh, we did, of course, the canal boat on the Manchester Ship Canal. Um, where where I got my legendary, my legendary uh, <laughs> review. Yes. The most yeah. exciting piece of theatre I've possibly ever seen. Which Mark's been rinsing ever since. <laughs> ever since. <laughs> BBC. Damn right. Yeah. Um, That'll oh, teach you. Where else did we do? We did, we did that place in Newcastle. My, we my did. Other, that was the 40th birthday, and the cat died. We saw the bridge, didn't we? The cat died. Mm. Do you remember? Yes. You hexed the cat. I did. I hexed the cat, and it and died. died. Yeah. And the phone kept ringing all the way through. Do you yeah. remember? Yeah. Um, Spooks. Because that's the, the, the other thing is that we would generally go into someone's house and we'd kind of set it up how we wanted. We'd, we'd top and tail it, so we knew yeah. where all the. Oh look, the phone is properly going back. It is talking um, to you. But we'd properly. Hello, this is Mark in the future sat in his office trying to edit this piece together. Um, What I'm going to do is I'm going to play you something. This is from the end of the play. Uh, The boys are held up in a house. They've found a dead body and somebody knocks on the door. They turn the lights off and this happens. I hope you enjoy it. Dennis? It's Arthur from next door, Dennis. Sorry, I can't get to the phone right now. Can you leave a message? Thank you. 
Hello, Barry, are you there? If you are, can you pick up? It's Jane. What time does the Simpsons start? Is there somebody in there? Hello? It's Arthur. Are you in, Dennis? Top and tail. Top and tail the room. So we knew exactly where everything was. We knew we'd, we'd hide things. And didn't... Were we bringing stuff from downstairs, from upstairs? Yeah, we messed around with people's stuff. The good thing about doing it in houses was that when I went upstairs to do some robbing or when you went upstairs, what happened was is that obviously the the I would bang very hard, we'd flush the toilet, yeah. we'd do anything to make it a bit more of an installation experience. Yeah. And across the whole length of that tour, we... Um, yeah, the the response was the response was amazing. I remember uh, the final performance that we did on that tour. I can't remember where it was. It was in London, wasn't it? It was in East. Yeah, London. we did one in Putney. No, we did it's Putney. And we did Hackney Wick. Hackney Wick. We did two in, in that London. Kind of like um, it was a warehouse before warehouses yeah, were like, cool. Was it like a commune or something? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was amazing. It was cracking actually. It was a big night. That was amazing that night. And we and and the bet there was about fifty people there, wasn't there? Yeah, and all I've got a very strong memory of uh, Nikki G, yourself, uh, and we we and we. I was living in West Bridgeford in Nottingham at the time, new flat, and uh, we, you dropped me off, I think, on the Saturday or Sunday, and I was starting work at a new job on the Monday, I and I remember it. being dropped off, and just, uh, the reason it's important to me, this memory, is because I, I was very much like, I don't, what, I, I don't want to do a normal job, yeah. I don't want to go to this job tomorrow, it was the first normal job I was actually started, I managed was to that, postpone that, that was MD, East Midlands Development Agency, yeah, I remember that. and um, wearing a suit and all that nonsense, and... Uh, I was really sad because it had been an amazing experience and I'd got that taste for performance and, uh, and it was pivotal. I remember being dropped off being really gloomy. Um, uh, but then obviously the show continued. It did? It yeah. did? And then the next phase was, was it you inventing, no, you inventing uh, Shop Theatre. Shop Theatre. Which Theatre Absolute in uh, Coventry are pretending they've invented, but that is not true. No disrespect to Chris O'Connell. but you, I, you know what I, what I remember? And I saw some photographs on it, and I'll, I'll put them on, my, on the website, and I'll put them on the, pod, on the podcast, a link. That, 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 uh, that night when we got the keys to the shop, we got keys off... Uh, the old Red Main in Tots on Trinity Square, Tart, yeah. which is now um, uh, 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 a horrible this? modernist architecture. Oh, it is terrible. Entertainment park, but a I'll terrible some, shop. I put some photographs on, and, and uh, that night we got the keys, mm. and I can remember there was there was Key Sarah. I don't know whether you were there. No, I wasn't there. That because I was myself trapped into and this job. Gary was there, yeah. and we got the keys, and we went in, and it hadn't, hadn't been used for a long time. No, and there was lots of mail as we yeah. opened the door. And um, we were just running around like kids going, we've got a shop, we've yeah. got a shop, we've got a fucking yeah. shop. It was, yeah, the sh and the shop was the summer of 2002, so uh, in, if maybe actually early, very early summer, because it, it wasn't that hot. And it happened, it, we, so it was only a few months after the tour had finished the living room. And rooms, we had a bar upstairs. You took, yeah, so bar upstairs, Dave Murphy, by the Murph, Dave Murph. He just got a few fridges, and I don't think we had a licence, although he's probably got a licence. Gary Bond completely uh, Gary rejigged. Todd. Gary Todd, sorry. No, we Gary Bond's a shop put lights, Sarah's dad put lights in. Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely... Made, made and, a and, house. And, and, I mean, we've done it recently, but we the audience could sit in the set. They sat in the set. That's it was amazing. That's what I the most. Yeah. And, uh, there was that, a settee. Best seat in the house was the settee, because you got the porn thrown at you, yeah. and you got a sat on your sweater. And do you remember... Um, I mean, I, I know lots of instances because I always tell the these are these are my classic art graph stories. Really, one night, uh, the first night we did it, we'd sold out all our friends that yeah. came to see, and then the second night, 
It was only my ex-girlfriend's <laughs> mum that come. And, and, and Marie, bless her. Yeah. And you begged me. You begged me. Because Hardcraft has this thing where we're, gonna, we're never ever going to... Uh, <laughs> we're never ever going to uh, cancel, cancel the, show. the show. And Dan was going, please, please, please. please. And we did. And we did. We cancelled. That was the... I think only the first time, first and last time. Then the word amount took off and the show was absolutely rammed. And then by the end they were queuing round the block. Well, here we go, because here's another top moment. Well, no, I was going to say the last night. The last night. Before you get them to last night, do you not remember the policeman? Yes, I do remember the policeman, yeah. We were were playing and obviously two burglars and someone had seen these two burglars. So we used to smash the front door in. Yeah, so there was was a new front door every performance, a panel. Panel, we used to Um, smash it in. Audience were screaming. We come in and scared them really. Yeah. And then about ten minutes into this, this performance, this uh, this policeman walks up. He's got radios. He's you know what I mean. He's going <laughs> yeah, Oscar Bravo, Oscar <laughs> Bravo, Chelsea. And he walks into this performance right into the middle of the performance space, looks around and goes uh, two six and nine two. Yeah, it's a play. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm desperately speaking to him outside. I know. He got trying to whisper. He did get yeah, a round of applause. Yeah, he did get a round of applause. And, and the audience, I mean, it's one of those moments, isn't it, where an audience, you know, it's it, you couldn't write Because we used to have to leave out the back way of Redmayne and Todd's and hang around the shop with yeah. Iron Axe. Yes, <laughs> and balaclavas <laughs> And balaclavas on. And yeah. it was bonkers. And yeah. go on, tell us about the last, the the last, last night. night. Well, again, oh, I remember the last night. Because I'm so a sentimental well. person. The last night was phenomenal because it was so busy. There was people sat on the stairs we, that we used. We set up, we set up a video camera so yeah. they could watch it upstairs yeah, on yeah. screens. Yeah, it was, and they were looking over the balcony. They were looking over the balcony. It was massive. And... Um, and obviously the show was the shop was going to be knocked down yeah, as well the, so yeah, we the could sh- yeah we the could, shop was knocked it down it kind of so. didn't really matter yeah it was it was the, the end we, we had a big party it. afterwards but it was just really emotional i remember giving like i just got kind of swept up in the feeling of it obviously thinking that the shop would be the end of thickest thieves and once again all these little things in my head going oh, i really like acting i need to do it all the time and, and, and all this stuff and uh, and then back to the day job and funny enough they've been very supportive of the show and come to see it in their droves and paid their money well your your boss actually had a show in his house didn't he? yeah he did yeah yeah and derek matt we'll and, get I, to that. and i suppose we'll get to that. yeah but that, last night was very special and then and then um and then what happened was we did we did some more shows in people's houses a little bit. We tried to sell it as a corporate event, yeah. but the aim then was Edinburgh. Did did, did, did which we was did we do the television thing then? The eBay. We did eBay. We sold a performance on eBay. I said I can't remember the time frame now. I don't I know think, if that was two thousand and two. I think that might have been the start of the theatre tour actually, because we was always looking for publicity. Um, yeah. And then and then we went to Edinburgh. Now I'm just going to listen. Tell my podcasters if they go to the third podcast, I tell the story of of. Um, John Peel and trying to get some publicity for the show so I'm not going to go back into that because I've no. already I've told that story on another <laughs> podcast I, yeah. I've, I've been out for lunch on that story many years yeah now. many years dining on so, it so yeah. yeah so well actually I wrote to um, Nottinghamshire County Council they had a fund a grant and it was something to do with um, showing off Nottinghamshire uh, talent yeah at festivals not festivals exhibition it was called yeah. an exhibition right so I applied because I, I argued that the Edinburgh Festival was the biggest arts exhibition. exhibition in the world. Which is correct. And they and they gave us, I think it was £1,000. Mm. They gave us £1,000. A lot of money in 2003. It was. And we, were, we weren't <laughs> getting any money. funding. And in fact, you could no, buy a house for £30,000 Nottingham. We got three grand for the shop. Mm. We got three grand for the shop and it just paid us to open the doors, really. And then we got mm. £1,000 to go to Edinburgh. So we went to Edinburgh and we had, um, I mean... 
we had the best accommodation, didn't we? I mean, I know yeah. it, was, it was poke, but we were on the mile. Oh no, it was amazing. It, it was, was amazing. And, and, you know, in Edinburgh Keith, again. The director who yeah. I talk with this, he still talks about that that time, and it was, you know, we were young and dumb and full yeah, of fun. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, again, it was another. The reason there's a great deal of fondness about the show and it's important, apart from the fact I think by the end we end up doing 180 performances or something daft, or is it under I can't remember the number, it always probably gets bigger with exaggeration. Yeah, I think it does. I think but it does. I, I, okay, 118. <laughs> it's actually 12. So we did we did a lot and 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 Edinburgh was another extension of it because great marketing idea from oh, Mark the other about thing as well, the we, man. We revisited the writing by this time as well, haven't we? We turned so the play it was an, an hour. hour. Yeah, we turned the up play to was an hour. An hour. We'd, had, we'd had loads of stuff. Always still the problem with an ending, uh, but we had Keith Ukin on board by then, and uh, who'd obviously also been involved in, in the shot, but did a really good job for the Edinburgh show. And we had an amazing Edinburgh show, and we had an amazing Edinburgh. We sold out for most of it. We got incredible reviews. Yeah, we did. Pick of the weeks, the, the, photos the, the everywhere. Out the Chalked Out Man yeah. got mentioned in Stand Up Comedians because we get up at the crack of dawn and just and it, was, it was the only Edinburgh f- in living memory where the weather was that good consistently. There was yeah, no rain. Was. Not really. And so the chalk idea would have died on its arse otherwise. This we, is the summer of 2003. We, we, we got a piece of um, plywood and we... In the shape of brother, a dead man. My brother lay on yeah. it. We, we, we cut him out with the axle and then we just carried this thing around with us all the time. Every morning. So every morning we took turns. One of us. One of us would go. Mark's turn or my turn. We get up and we had to get up early and we had to do the rounds with the man. Yeah. And we had to go all over. We even did non tourist streets. And yeah, non tourist yeah. parts. Yeah. And we'd do it, we'd draw the man and it went down a storm. It did go down a storm. And, and the show went down a storm. We used to get bollocking sometimes with some, uh, some yeah. mad get Edinburgh bloke off. going. Yeah. It's you. Why are you doing this and blowing? It's going to chalk. It'll yeah, go the soon as it rains. Um, yeah, and Edinburgh was another. We got uh, we got four stars in the Scotsman. We did. Uh, we did. We got we got four stars really across the board. Really, we did. Yeah, and we were. And the we, show was packed. Yeah, they were, we were packed, and we were kind of. I can remember going to, to other venues and people, not celebrity. I won't go that far, but people knew who we were. Yeah, and they knew that. That we were thinking and what, and that's, that's good because at Edinburgh it's a comedy festival fundamentally yeah. and obviously we were under theatre which is what it was it was a play and uh, but we, we we straddled it because it was it was you know it's like a sitcom there's a joke every other line give or take and uh, it kind of, so it kind of bridged the theatre comedy for Edinburgh and I think that's kind of and yeah again that was another incredibly fond experience I mean I've done Edinburgh four times in total and that was the second time I think and that was the that was the best time by some margin it was and good the best fun. experience. It was good fun. And then that led to uh, it transitioning into theatres. Yeah. And we then went, we we, yeah, we, we, we ended up touring Thickest Thieves. I think the last performance was two thousand and five, if not two thousand and six. Leicester Haymarket. Was that last Yeah, time? but beyond, yeah, and the tour that I think we so We did Leicester Haymarket, we did Guild. Oh, yeah, we did. Well, we did. We did loads. So the the play ended up running from 2002 to 2006, I think. Wow. I know we definitely performed in 2005. That's a fact. Wow. Uh, maybe not six, but I think our last performance ever was in. It was that one in Wellingborough in Northamptonshire. Yes. I think that might have been our Do last. Remember that one. school? We did a school as well. We did a school. We've done Young Offenders. Did the young offenders uh, with, 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 with stunk of weed, didn't it? It was just everyone, everyone was <laughs> yeah. smoking weed, yeah. laughing about two minutes after the gag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's why we've done over well over a hundred performances, is because it's, it spanned four years yeah. of our lives. You know but what? Things are coming back to me now, flooding back. Remember that we did a we did a place with 
with young kids as well. Uh, they were like troubled kids. That was in Newcastle, somewhere like that. Yeah, Tyneside, South yeah. Tyneside. Yeah. Yeah, I've still got the photo of how cheap the food was there. Oh, have you? Yeah. Because that was one of the things. Did Young we... Offenders in Wales? Oh, in Wrexham. Oh, yeah. God. Hard, hard, oh, it's hard luck people. Yeah, I mean, but but, sh- oh, but it was. That's sweats. what I mean. It was went everywhere, and we we played millionaires' houses doing site specific, and we did Young Offenders. I mean, if you can't you can't get a wider range of people than that. This is why I love. This is why Thickest Thieves really, for me, was the biggest learning curve I've ever had in yeah, my life. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree to, with that from my from an actor's perspective From an actor's well. perspective, from a writer. I mean, now it's two hours long. You know, yeah. it's, well, it's nice, isn't it? Hour and a half, yeah. you know what I mean? It's two 40 minutes. Um, it's got a great ending. Mm. Um, it's got, you know, loads of different things happening. Mm. It's, and it's brilliant. It's a brilliant play. Yeah, I agree. And I think from a personal perspective as well, just to finish off the story, obviously, along the way... In, in the time of Thickest Thieves happening, that span of 02 to 05, or 06, depending upon our memories, it covers the fact of me fully committing to acting yeah. and moving to London, going to Central School of Speech and Drama, and never looking back since. Yeah. And, and that's why that is the evidence of its integral part within my life as a life-changing moment, yeah. is, is in the span of the play, my life had complete, completely changed and for the better may I add massively and uh, a lot of that responsibility is upon the fact that it was is on thicker seas because it was a or, or tat as we called it uh, which well, is a because because it was um, it was an impetus and, and uh, to the life that I have now but and, the thing is, is as well that Dan is it you know I know it's my name written on it but you wrote so many gags in that and we devised I mean we were thanks so much you did the gags I would say I would say I, I think more structural, structural stuff and yeah. linking stuff. Yeah, because yeah, you, you were cleverer than me and things like that. <laughs> you are cleverer than me. Yeah, you, but you're better at gags, so that's the compromise, I, I, isn't I, it? Yeah. But then I've just read your latest play, which is... Yeah, which is, there's a lot of gags in that. <laughs> yeah. Which is... Well, it's my cup of tea. It's yeah. Completely it's a lot of It's a great story, yeah, yeah. loads of pathos and... Happy ending. And a happy ending. Ish. Ish. And Ish. lots of gags. And yeah, so still the Nottingham Playhouse won't take it. <laughs> yeah. Remember yeah, I said that. Yeah, we won't. We won't. We won't. Yeah, not. Yeah, we won't go. We won't get into that. But it yet. started us on a on a on a journey, and probably in the, in the next. Yeah, when I come to London again, Dan, we'll we'll meet up again, and we'll tell them about uh, what happened next. What happened next? Because obviously, Thickest Thieves is the beginning for three other pieces of art: yeah. the Big Adventure, Coast to Coast, and Poles Apart. I forgot all about the Big Adventure. Yeah, but well, that is an integral. Yeah, it is. That's that's. Um, yeah, that's what it led to. It well, led thank, to. Thank you for talking to me today. Pleasure. Dan. Thank you so much. Um, if you want to, if you just Google Daniel Hoffman Gill, there's not many Daniel Hoffman Gills. I'm the, the only world. one in the world, Mark. Yeah, and you can follow him on Twitter and Facebook and do what you like with him. I'll see you next week. Bye bye. Hello, it's Mark here at the end of that interview with Dan. Um, stop saying erm all the time, Mark. Anyway, there are lots of people we need to thank for Thickest Thieves that we didn't mention. As we were speaking about it, that's Jay Black who did the music. You'll hear some of his music coming up. Mike Poiser, who made the shop more habitable. Nicky G, our technician, and Jim Toblinson, who came on our theatre's tours. The Arts Council, and Nick Gallagher. If there's anyone else I've missed, and I bet there are some massive, massive people that I've missed out, I apologise. Thank you anyway, and... I hope you get the chance to see Thickest Thieves somewhere near you very soon. 
I'll see you next week. Bye.